Hello, hello, hello. And yes, we are doing this. Welcome to the She Shifted Podcast, where we're talking mind, body, and soul, bringing to you real talk, talk to engage, encourage, and empower. I'm your grateful host, Marsha Gill. Now let's get to it. Hello, hello, hello. And I am so excited. You know, I say that all the time, but that's just who I am. I'm excited to have on the show with us today to share the mic with Tamika Thomas. And I just believe that this is just going to be such an impactful, powerful um, convo. And I just, I can't wait to get started. So Tamika, if you would welcome first, welcome to the She Shifted podcast. And if you would just tell us a little bit about who you are and what it is that you do. Thank you so much. Thank you, first of all, for having me. I, I count it an honor and a privilege. I don't take it lightly whenever I'm allowed to be um, a guest on someone's platform. So first of all, thank you. And thank you for all the work that you're doing out there in the world. Uh, so just real briefly, because I'm, I'm learning that, you know, all the accolades and all the, you know, who we are, none of that truly matters. What truly qualifies us is God and the trials and the tribulations. That's what truly qualifies us. So, uh, but I am a a certified life coach, uh, author, a published author, um, a mother, a wife, um, a transformational speaker, and I also have a podcast as well. So those are just a few of the things that I do. I love it. I love it. A transformational speaker. I love that. I love that. Yes. And you're absolutely right. It really is all about who, um, who he is and what he's deciding to do with through us in the earth. And so I'm excited um, just to be a vessel, you know, just to be a vessel. So what does it mean to be an inspirational, transparent woman of God? Help us understand. I mean, we, I, you know, of course, we can define the words individually, but to you, from your uh, perspective, what does that mean for you? Yeah, so it for me, it definitely means that, you know, the word of God says that we are living epistles being read by men, right? So if we are truly living epistles, that means that my life, is a testimony, the good, the bad, and the ugly. And I think in this age of social media and this age of um, comparison, this age of filters, we often filter our life and we only share the good stuff, the highlight reel, if you will. But God has called me and, and many of us to be completely transparent, to be inspirational and to be transformative. So that means we got to kind of share it all. You know, we have to be willing to share it all and then fall before him and say, like, Lord, help me, help me with these challenges, help me with these trials and help me to articulate myself. Uh, One of the prayers that I often pray is to season my words with salt. And, you know, we know that salt adds flavor. It adds, you know, I don't know about you, but I don't like eating no bland food. When I have bland food, I'm like, ugh, where's the salt? Where's the pepper? You know? (laughs) And so I ask God to just season me with salt because I don't want to. This doesn't mean, when I say inspirational and transparent, that doesn't mean that we just out there airing our dirty laundry, but it's we're doing it in a way that's flavorful, that's tasteful, that gives God all the ultimate glory. Amen. And I love that. And I love you know, how it aligns so much in, in what it is that we do here on the She Shifted podcast, because I think, you know, we do overcome 
by our testimony and, and, and it encourages others that, you know, that I have hope for the future because you can engage me through sharing your story and encourage me through sharing your story and knowing that I'm not alone in, in walking this thing out. And then those words and how you said this transformation occurs, it empowers someone else to, to do and be the same. So I love, I love that. And I love how you talked about um, the desire or the intentionality to inspire and not impress because, you know, we live in this world now, like you mentioned, social media and, you know, we're constantly on people's timeline trying to figure out, you know, what the latest, the greatest, what's trending. And so if you would just give us, give us more insight into your story and how important it is for you to um, inspire and not impress. Oh man. Yes. Like every time I hear that, it just, it gives me kind of chills because I, I feel that most of us are living a life to inspire or to impress, you know, so we're, we're doing things to try to get the recognition God has, man. Really, and I, I hope we okay talking about God. Cause that's all I know. Right. <laughs> uh, but he has really been dealing with me with idol worship and how we don't see, um, always checking our, our Instagram or checking our Facebook to see if we gain followers or lost followers. That's idol worship, right? And so I've learned, you know what, when God puts something in me, I, it is my duty and my responsibility to share it out and to make sure that I'm giving him full credit, right? So I'm not plagiarizing anything. I'm not saying that this says for me, <laughs> right? I'm giving God full 100% credit of everything that he downloads in me. And in doing that, Two things are going to happen simultaneously. So people are going to be inspired and they're going to be impressed. So I'm going to gain the notoriety. I'm going to gain. I, all of that is going to happen. But the first thing is to inspire them. And the inspiration is not for them to inspire to be like me or to inspire to be like you or to inspire to be like whoever the great you know, motivational speaker this person is. No, it's to inspire them to be more like Christ, to, to align their life, to be more like him. And doing so, the, the Bible talks about, you know, uh, I will give you the desires of my of your heart. You know, if your ways please me. So in, in um, uh, pointing people to God and telling them that, you know, impressing upon their heart that everything that I have, everything that I'm doing is because of him. I'm going to both inspire them and impress them. Amen. Amen. Woo! <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I love it. I love it because at the end of the day, we cannot outdo God. And so for me, it's always one of those, um, those moments where I, I'm like, okay, God, wherever you lead, I am going to follow, period. I'm not trying, because I know Marsha and I know Marsha's limitations. So I want to be in impactful in a way that God would desire for me to be impactful. So it's not about, like you said, the followers, the likes, the loves. Look, I'm, he, he can do it better than we could ever do it. And when you get to that point in, in your journey, you are seeking to please and to glorify God in everything that you do. And the multiplication of it is kingdom. You know what I'm saying? It's kingdom. It's nothing that you can quantify on Facebook, on Instagram, or on Twitter, or whatever you know handle you're on. You can't begin to quantify the things that God wants to do uh, through you. Um, 
and to get to his people. So thank you so much for sharing that. So, you know, we've, we've done some conversing and you mentioned going through a lot and refusing to give up. And I think right now we find ourselves in a place where it can be easy to give up mm-hmm. given everything that we're dealing with right now. Um, and so it's all, it's so important to be kingdom minded, you know, to, to, to go up there, come up here, you know, say come up here because you, you can really see God moving in the midst of all of this chaos and this confusion. And you can begin to find peace because you know that, you know, that, you know, you know, that he is God. So if you would just give us some insight, um, in that whole realm in in terms of going through a lot and refusing to give up? Yeah, absolutely. So I am a firm believer that uh, many are called, but only few are chosen, right? So I believe that some of us just are blessed. So I I have learned to turn every trial into a treasure. So I've learned to change the perspective. So I'm not going to go through it all, but I can tell you that from birth, you know, starting with being born to teenage parents, my mom was 15, my dad was 16 when they had me. You can just imagine the the struggles and the trials that come along. My mom um, became addicted to drugs. I was removed from the home, molestation, yada, yada. But I'm not not here to give the devil any glory, you know, or the, the attacks that came upon my life because through it all, through being hit by a car at six years old and left for dead, through having a major stroke at um, 32 years old, through uh, suicide attempts, through, you know, just one thing after another, God has always been there. He has always been there. And he has, and and it's almost like if you could just imagine um, a, a little rebellious kid Um, running away from home and doing all this stuff. And every time you come back home, your father's arms are wide open and they're there and they're just waiting. And there's no repercussion. There's no punishment. There's no, I feel like when we go through trials and tribulations, if we learn to see them as a treasure, I have learned that nothing happened to me, but everything happened for me. It all happened for me. It happened for me for such a time as this, because there will be a woman on this pod that listens to this podcast that says, I, you know, that feels like throwing up their hands and feels like that they can't make it anymore. And I'm here to set, tell to them, greater is he that's in you than he that's in the earth. So yes, coronavirus is bad. Yes, the racial injustice that we're facing and have been facing for 400 plus years is terrible. Yes, everything that's going on in our world is hard and But if we lean not into our own understanding, but in all of our ways, acknowledge him. If we look to the hills from which cometh our help, because all of our help comes from the Lord. Trust me, you can get through it. God gave me this amazing analogy. um, As when I was on vacation with my husband, we went on this Jeep tour. Um, We just celebrated two years of our wedding anniversary. And we were on this Jeep tour and the tour, the uh, Jeep was rocky and it was terrible terrain and it was hard. and, And God started to tell me that's how a lot of our lives are. We feel like we're going up, we're going up and we can't get over the rocks and we can't get over the the terrain and we can't get over this and we can't get over that. But in the midst of all of that, I went through that whole Jeep tour trying to hold on, trying to find stability so I wasn't rocking too bad. And towards the end of the trip, I looked up and there were handles. There were handles for me to hold on to. And God says, that's how our life is. If we look up, 
If we look up to God and if we hold on to him, it's going to be stable. It's, going, it's still going to be rocky, but you're going to have a firm foundation. You're going to, so yes, things are scary. Yes, there's fear. Yes, there are all this stuff. But we already know that God has not given us the spirit of fear. And just like when I was in that Jeep tour, if yes, you may have been going through so much just like me in my life. But the moment that I looked up and I grabbed on to God and I, I allowed him to be my stability, Baby, I don't care what you throw towards me. I'm going to get through it. <laughs> you better say it. You better say it. Oh, my gosh. That was so full. But God, you know what I'm saying? But God is always in control. And that's what I think, you know, oftentimes in the midst of um, challenges, ups and downs, that we have to constantly remind ourselves that God is in control. He has not forsaken us. He said that I would never leave you nor forsake. That is a promise and he is a promise keeper. And so when we hold on to that, we know that our end has already been determined. So, you know, I'm like, I'm like you grab on to the handles and hold on because we already know that we arrive. (laughs) We arrive arrive (laughs) at our destination. And I'm just, you know, Okay. Okay, God. <laughs> okay, God. I love it. I love it because you're absolutely right. There is so much going on. And I love that analogy. I'm a huge analogy type person. Not, you know, and I love how God just speaks to us and just brings those things, you know, down to practical application so you can really get an opportunity to see it. But he is at work. And I think that even now when we still ourselves you know what i'm saying when we still ourselves he will begin to download those things that confirm that look i got you this too shall pass you know what i'm saying come on god come on god so (laughs) now that we've almost talked about it and i love how you know conversations just evolve within themselves but what role did mental wellness and you've given us a lot of in regards to your faith in god shape your journey and even shape how you present on your platform um, the podcast that you share with women as well. Yeah, absolutely. So um, because of, and I gave you guys a snippet of the things that I've been through, you know, in my life and the challenges because of that, I do have a diagnosis of PTSD, right? So I do, but I, again, that's just a treasure. You know, I don't look at it as a label or a stain. No, that's a treasure because when I, uh, run into people that have these things, I can help them navigate their own trauma, their own struggles. So one of the things that I have done is I have become incredibly mentally stable, you know, spiritually, because we we have to remember, especially believers, sometimes we try to over-spiritualize everything. We are created in God's image. So we are mind, body, and soul completely all three. So I had to get my mind together. What God began to to tell me is our mind is the soil by which everything grows, right? So if I'm constantly thinking negative, if I'm constantly feeding myself and my mind negative thoughts and negative, and I'm allowing that negative self-talk, which we all, we all, everybody uh, suffers with and deals with throughout the day. I had to learn, okay, how to feed myself positive, how to, so there are some things that I've done to become mentally stable and that I teach my audience and I teach the women that I work with. So the main thing is I have just sitting in front of me, I have journals on top of journals. I could keep pulling them on top of journals, right? So I am the journaling 
queen. I believe in journaling those thoughts. I believe in journaling out those uh, frustrations, you know, because we might have these negative, uh, this negative self-talk and this negative stuff that tries to consume me. I put that stuff on paper because it don't belong to me. That That's not me. That's not who God said I was. That's not. And then not only that, um, sometimes we're consumed with the to-do list. So I've learned to take five things. This is what I'm doing today. I'm doing these five things and that's it. You know, because what happens, especially as women, we create these long to-do lists. And then when we don't mark them all, all 10 or all 15 of them off, then we become um, feeling like failures and feeling like, so what I do, and not only do I create to-do lists, I create to-done lists. So I celebrate the stuff that I have done. So yeah, I, I, I did that. Yes. Let me mark that off. I did that. Right. And this all, um, feeds into a positive mindset so I can start weeding out those negative things that my mind that tries to corrupt my mind right so then I uh, there's practices that I do in, in my house I have sticky notes and mirrors in my house so every time I look in the mirror I could say you are enough you're beautiful you're fearfully and wonderfully made you're powerful you're that you know I, I do these things to combat that you know that mental because again we're mind body and soul so the spirit is willing but sometimes the flesh is weak right so we have to make sure that we're putting in practical things to make sure that we're stable of course prayer is at the top of my list so always going to prayer journaling um, and then just positive self-talk I often, you know, um, instead of me saying, one of the things that I say is cancel, clear, delete, right? So um, I, I may get on like, even now, you know, I'm like, Oh, my God, I don't have on makeup. I don't have and I'm like, you know what, cancel, clear, delete, you still beautiful. You still look good. You still right. So cancel. I might be instead of saying, Oh, my God, my edges ain't laid. And Oh, my God, I'm having a bad hair day. Nope, cancel, clear, delete. Nope, nope, my hair is exactly like it's supposed to. I'm broke. Nope, cancel, clear, delete. My money's just not agreeing with me right now. I don't call myself divorced, right? So I, although I've, I've had two divorces, I don't say I'm divorced. I say I've successfully completed some relationships. <laughs> so everything that I do, <laughs> everything that I do, I've learned because again, our mind is the soil by which everything grows. So how a man thinketh, how a woman thinketh, so are they. So all I, I constantly, I'm feeding myself positivity. I'm feeding myself the word of God. I'm feeding myself positive thoughts because I have to weed out. We go through a lot in our lives, right? We go through a lot. We see a lot. We consume social media. We consume the news and it grows these, it, they're, they're seeds that are planted of negativity. And so our mental, we wonder why we're teetering. We wonder why one minute we're happy and everything is cool. And then the next minute we're crying and then we're like, oh, I'm bipolar. No, your mental state is off because of the stuff that you've planted in your soil, the stuff that you've allowed to take root. So I've been doing some, some serious um, farming of, of my own self, some serious uh, gardening, and I'm, I'm uprooting all that stuff that no longer serves me. Amen. Amen. And I love that. I mean, you said so much there. <laughs> I've got notes. I do. I love because, you know, my background, my history is a mental health counselor, and I, and I appreciate you sharing the importance of understanding that we are mind, body, and soul, and understanding the need. Everything that we talked about um, is really indicative to 
interventions and different tools and strategies to help us be who God has created us to be from the beginning of the time, beginning of time. And so I, so thank you so much for sharing that because it's pivotal that people really understand that even in, when you go and you, you get these, uh, sit down with the therapist that you can, you integrate, you know, those tools that are for you, not them feeding them to you, but you integrate those tools. Like you talked about prayer and scripture and journaling and self-affirmation. And I love the to done list. I love that because, or the done list. I love that because it just really speaks to how important you see guarding your thoughts, you know, and guarding that, that you would be in a better position to, be who God created you to be, despite all of the life experiences that we encounter on a day-to-day -day basis. So thank you so much for sharing um, that. I know that we talked about, or we're talking about crazy faith, and that is huge for me. I am so, um, I love, I love, love, love faith. I mean, faith is just really the backbone of everything that I've done that I do, you know, because you can get so caught up in that negative thinking and seeing how your life is and, and what those things are that you are fearful in the sense of walking out in faith because you are basing that off of what you see physically, or you don't see those, the manifestations of those things. So restructuring your thinking, restructuring your, your vocabulary is critical. So let's talk about living with crazy faith. I can already tell just based off of the first, you know, few minutes that we've talked that that is a huge pillar for, you know, for your life. So give us some insight in, in, in what that looks like for you and how, um, we too can continue if to live out crazy faith. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, you know, the Bible says that if we have faith, the grain of a mustard seed, right? We can move mountains. We can do amazing things. And sometimes I think we hear these scriptures and we just like, yeah, faith of the grain of mustard seed. But one day God had me to actually like look at a mustard seed and it's almost microscopic. Like they're so tiny. They're so tiny. So God is saying, if you can have that amount of faith, like I can do incredible things. So I'm like, okay, so if I can have that much faith, you could do all this. What if I increase that to like size of a, a apple seed or size of a grape or size of, you know, so I've just learned to have this crazy amount of faith. My friends, they, they think I'm hilarious because I'll say, I'm a swipe and pray. I know God going to take care of this, you know? And then like to me, and I'm like, listen, the, the guy, first of all, I'm his favorite. So he going to take care of me, right? I just have that type of faith. And I believe that that's how we're supposed to come to him. Um, it says, come to God like as a little child. Um, so I have a lot of kids, me and my husband together, we we're a blended family and we have eight children and I have six of them underneath my roof. The other, the older two are adults and all of our kids, they have this, this faith, right? And I, I learned most of the stuff from my kids, like how to just live and navigate through life. And so if I tell them, Rick, I'm going to take you to the beach. We're in Southern California. I'm going to take you to the beach. They have this expectation and this faith that it's going to happen. They don't know when. They don't know how. They don't know if we got money to do it. They don't know how, what we're going to eat. They don't even care about none of that. They just know you said we're going to do this, so it's going to happen. That's how I live my life. God, you said you will give me the desires of my heart. 
So they're going to happen. When are they going to happen? I don't know. I may be 60, 70 years old when all this stuff starts to manifest, but it's going to happen. All I have to do is wait and believe, you know, and because of that, I think because I, I, I'm kind of like a little kid um, the day before Christmas, the night before Christmas, uh, can I open a present? Can I get, can I, can I, can I, get? <laughs> that's how I am with God. Like, okay, can you, are you going to bless the business now? Are you going to give me my million dollars now? Are you going to, because you said that you own the cattle of, on a thousand hills. You said that I am your inheritance. So when is it going to happen? <laughs> you know, and I think because I have that faith, he blesses me. Literally going back to journaling before I had a lot of the things that I have in my life, I had faith that they were going to come to pass. So I would I practice an attitude of gratitude. So I would say, Lord, thank you for my five bedroom house. Five years straight. Thank Lord, thank you for my five. This is when me and my three children, before I married my husband, we were living in a two bedroom house. I was sharing a bed with my daughter. Um, didn't have money to feed my kids. There was many of days that I told my kids I was on a diet because I only had enough money to feed them and not to feed myself. And I would just say, thank you, Lord, for abundance. Thank you for my cabinets being full. Thank you for my five bedroom house. I'm telling you, I live in a five bedroom house now. I'm telling you, sometimes we have to give away food. And this is with six children underneath our roof. So it doesn't go bad. Um, my cabinets are always full. Everything that I wrote, th I used to say, thank you for my husband. And I would write love letters to my husband. Didn't have a date in sight. Listen, <laughs> there wasn't nobody. <laughs> but I would just like, I just had this faith that God loves me so much that he's going to give me these things. And because of that, they have all now started to manifest. Amen. He would not withhold no good thing. And that is really kind of you know, one of my mantras because I'm, I'm, I'm with you. I'm like, look, you said, you said, and if it doesn't happen, that's because you decide that it, it wasn't intended to happen. But I love when you say you said, you said, because that takes me that requires me to realize what he said about me. So then that encourages me to get into his word and to know him all the better. Like your kids know you, you know what I'm saying? Like you don't even have to say a word. You can just give them that look and they know exactly what that means because that is relationship. And so I love the idea yes. of always uh, speaking his word back, speaking his promises back. And, and, and that goes back to like you talked about um, all of the different strategies and tools that you use to keep your mindset on the things of God. Because at the end of the day, he's the beginning of the end. He's the author and the finisher, you know? And so we have to go back and tap back into that source. So I love all of that. And I love writing the love letters. <laughs> that is so, ladies, listen, listen. <laughs> If, if that's what listen they think, they think only Sierra right they think only Sierra was writing prayers listen before Sierra was writing prayers for Russell Wilson I was writing prayers and I was thanking God for my husband we could do that too we can do that <laughs> you better say it <laughs> you better say it and I think that is so important I know we said you talked about something earlier and I thought you know, I wanted to come back. So I want to circle back to it because when you talked about journaling and I'm one of those people, I love to talk and <laughs> journaling is really, I don't think it's because I don't really like my handwriting, but journaling really is one of those things that I, that I struggle with. Um, but when God prompts me to write it down, that's, you know, that's, that's exactly what I do. But I love how you talked about, you write those negative thoughts down because they don't belong to you. And that 
if you don't take mm -hmm. all, anything else, if you say, this is not for me, I'm going to, you know, fast forward. Listen, if there's something that you are struggling with, write it down because it does not belong to you. He's given us instructions and he said, think on these things. And, and for me, if my thoughts don't line up with those things that he's told me to think on, then I love that. Write it down. And if writing it down is not enough, write it down and throw it in the trash. And you say, hey, this don't belong to me. Yes. <laughs> Come pick this up. Come pick this up. <laughs> because I think that's powerful. And, and even, I was just going to say, sorry to over uh, talk, but even to take it a step further, one of the things I do when I write it down is I leave a space so then I could cross it. I, I write it all down, right? So do a brain dump, write it all down, and then I cross it out, and then I, I, I replace it with something. So if I'm, if I'm struggling with like my weight or something, right? Oh my God, I'm so fat. You know, having those thoughts. Oh gosh, I, gosh, gosh, gosh. No, I'm not like, I, you know, so I cross it out and then I write something positive. I have to replace it because it doesn't belong to us, but we have to fill ourselves back up. Every time you empty something out, that means that now it's an open canister. It's an open vessel. And so now we got to fill it back up with something positive. So that, that's what I would, you know, add to that. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think affirmations, you know, he gives us those in the Bible. And I, and I love that because I feel like when, when you talk about um, adding it, adding to what you, you know, released, it really encourages us again to know what it is that God, the creator of the universe, the creator, you know, of us, what he thinks about us you know what i'm saying and i think for me it's always the word what does the word say about xyz you know what i'm saying i am fearfully and wonderfully made you know what i'm saying what does that you know being able to like you said replace those negative thoughts with affirmation god's word and being on repeat with that being on repeat wow i love crazy faith i love how um you are positioned to to teach others how to speak the words of god and how to deflect those negative things that we are going to encounter because he said in this world we will have tests trials and tribulation but take courage i have overcome and so that is exciting that we are equipping women um through the words of our testimony to be uh what god have, has created them to be so you know at the end of each episode we do shift points so if you would share with us three shift points we can put into action today to live with crazy faith. Yes. Okay. Awesome. So I think the first thing is um, a lot of women say that they don't enjoy journaling, but what we all do is we have these little devices, right? We have our cell phones. So on just about every cell phone, you can download an app or you can even that you have the notes app so you can talk it out, you know, get it out. So your shift point is whatever you're going through, get it out. How, if you want to go to the 99 cent store, pick up a journal, do it that way. If you don't like writing, talk it into your notes app, some type of way, get that stuff out. The second thing is develop a life of prayer and studying the word of God, not only reading it, but studying it and, and ask God, you know, to give you that desire. I've been asking God, Lord, I want to desire your word even more than I desire natural food. Right. Right. So develop a life of prayer and reading 
So the shift point number three that I would just say is take inventory of the people that you have in your life. MIT did an amazing study and they said that we are the sum total of the five people that we stay, we stay in contact with. So what I want everybody to do is go look on your social media pages, go look through your phone, the people that you are spending the most time with and you're giving your most time to. I want you to make a list. Are they energy drainers? Are they energy givers? And those people that are energy energy uh, drainers, you have to monitor the amount of time that you spend with them. You have to protect your peace because this is what I know for sure. If you're a woman that's seeking to be married, but all your girlfriends are constantly posting stuff about all men or dogs or this or that, you're going to be number six. You're going to be posting right along with them, right? So protect your peace. Protect the people that are draining you. Here's the hard part. It may be mom. It may be sister. It may be your auntie. It may be people that you are really close to. I'm not telling nobody to cut people out of their life. What I'm telling you to is to take inventory. And then you need to see how much time are you willing to give these people that are constantly draining you, constantly, you know, pulling from you. We all know that we have certain apps on our phone that the moment we open up that app, it just drains out of our battery. So what we often do is we deactivate that app. We take it off of our phone. Sometimes we have to do that with people in our lives because most importantly, in order for you to shift and to be the person that God has called you to be, you have to protect your peace. So so take inventory of those that are in your life. Wow, I love that. Take inventory of those that are in your life. That is so, be intentional, ladies. Be intentional. If we are to shift our mindset and be who God called us to be, we have to be intentional about what that looks like. Thank you so much, Tamika, for sharing with us. Listen, um, if you would just take a moment and just tell us how we can reach out to you via listening to your podcast or um, whatever other platforms that you are on. Yes, thank you so much uh, for this opportunity. So you can find me on pretty much all social media uh, sites, Instagram, Facebook. Those are the two that I'm most active on at Tamika underscore Thomas. And it's T-A-M-I-K-A. My parents spelled that right. They did something right. No, just kidding. <laughs> But Tamika underscore Thomas underscore, you could find me on Instagram and on Facebook. The podcast is Tuesday with Tamika. It drops every Tuesday. And I it's me and my sister. She's a little right. Uh, uh, I'm a little righteous. She's a little ratchet. So it's a nice mix of both. <laughs> Uh, and we just have fun talking about just world events and the things of God and, and um, just different topics. Um, and then other than that, my website is dropping soon. But if you have questions, if you have comments, you can email me at TuesdayWithTamika at gmail.com. Awesome. Awesome. Listen, it has been truly a pleasure. Thank you so much for sharing your time with me, sharing your time with the She Shifted family. I know for a fact that I was um, impacted. So I know that anyone that listens to this podcast will be impacted as well. So listen, until next time, thanks for listening in. Know this, you can rise from anything. It's never too late. You're not stuck. You have choices. You can think new thoughts. You can learn something new. You can create new habits. Most importantly, if God is for you, who can be against you? All that matters is that you decide today to shift. The She Shifted podcast was co-produced in part by Paradox East. Until next time, I'm your grateful host, Marsha Gill, and let's get to it.